0: Hey there, Blockheads, and welcome back the third edition of The Zero X. We're going to let it flow and talk about some of the latest news in blockchain and cryptocurrency. Andrew and Kevin, we're back again. Hey, buddy, how are you? Welcome back to the show.
1: Doing well. Getting the feel for this uh, more flowy, open conversation format. I, I definitely... Um, Feels a little different still, you know, like we have some idea of what we're going to talk about, but I'm, I'm not, I don't have the yeah. the decades of experience that a Zyori does when it comes to just going with the flow.
0: Yeah. Oh, there you are. You're back now. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. I feel you. It uh, takes a little bit of practice, but you're a natural, Kevin. You're a natural. You got to lean into it. Uh, and Appreciate you're full time crypto now. So it's even easier. Uh, it's that wild. Does. Like, I find myself having a lot of repeat conversations uh, these, w- these days in a good way. Like, there's a lot of, of salesmanship that's involved in being an evangelist for blockchain and crypto. And, um, Yeah, I guess that's part of the education process, right? You have to have these personal one-on-one conversations to really get the message across. And there is something, like, I think we had a thesis going into this podcast series. And I think it was, we can make digestible, specific content around one topic, and that can somehow replace these one-on-one conversations that we've been having because it's like, oh, you want to learn about DeFi? Here you go. Here's 30 minutes on DeFi in a nutshell. Boom. But um, that, that works sometimes, but i found it doesn't replace like all education conversations. Like everybody has a unique mixture of understanding and I find if you watch like the first 15 new blocks in order, you get a really great picture. But if we just drop you into like episode eight um, we always have to make assumptions of your foundational knowledge. And I've realized that a lot of people have very strange gaps. Like they have a pretty deep understanding overall. They understand like 75%, but that 25% blind spot y- is different for everyone. So you have to really calibrate what you're trying to explain around that moving target that is this variable blind spot. Um, have, have you observed that? Like any. Any consensus there, Mr. Truffle? I
1: <laughs> I definitely, I, I may have mentioned this in another podcast episode, but I like the analogy of kind of like a Sudoku puzzle, like crypto, you, you fill in little bits and pieces, you fill in some numbers here and there, but because it kind of spans, you know, like economics, computer science, like social sciences, uh, like i don't know finance um it's hard to really even go into crypto with the necessary understanding that will um actually lend itself well to you learning new things but even then once you're kind of starting off down the rabbit hole it's just layers and layers and layers of concepts and uh, to your point about repeat conversations the the fun part as being the crypto guy in my friend group uh is trying to keep track of where everyone else is in that journey so like when i'm talking with one person i uh, i try to talk to them um you know just given the the sort of like level of interest or knowledge in it so like i might talk about uh, uh a topic with a software engineer that's you know a little more technical but then someone that uh doesn't have that background i try to cater it toward them so kind of keeping track of like everyone's journey in crypto and mm-hmm. it's it's not easy. And so a lot of times I I do feel myself kind of, uh, having repeat conversations, but yeah, yeah, I, I I definitely see, um, see as that as just part of like the job of educating and, and, and it's, it shows that, um, over time in this space, like we'll get to a point where the base level is, you know, high enough where you can just Mm -hmm. talk to random people and they kind of have an idea of what nfts are
0: i guess you you have a a slightly more uh like behind the scenes type development position relative to to me i'm in the front lines in in some ways in terms of like evangelizing axie um but you also have the the benefit i'll put in air quotes of uh you're in the ethereum ecosystem so you probably do interact with people that have a much more should I say unified sort of shared knowledge and shared scope of like the foundational layer of what you're building on. I'm over here on Ronan Island, which is like an amazing benefit most of the time, but uh, there are some drawbacks, right? Like it's sort of like there's this wall there and once you're in, uh, you you don't really want to leave, but you know, why would you bridge out because the transaction fees here are super low and things are pretty fun. Once we have the decks, it'll be even more fun. But for a lot of folks like yourself that have been around for a while and you came from this generation of, There's Bitcoin and there's ETH and everything else. I don't know, man. If we're talking real money, I'm keeping it on Ethereum and Bitcoin. You know, that's. uh, I'm suddenly Southern. Yeah, that's you. You got that Southern draw mentality, dude. You're like, I I live in a multi chain world. That's right. Bitcoin and Ethereum, bitch, that's two. I feel, you know. I think you'll deny that, but it's it's true to a degree, and I don't blame you, right? Like side chains are overall still uh, kind of a new thing. It's it's a little scary. The security aspect is a little bit different. It's a totally different trade-off in that value proposition: speed versus security versus usability, all this kind of stuff. Scaling. Um, so yeah, there there are uh, there's still some barriers there, I guess, and that presents some. Um, expected like there's less people evangelizing for my special little bubble inside of the uh blockchain and cryptocurrency sphere compared to ethereum right like you're you're working yeah. on a big bigger slice of the pie we're a, f- a quickly growing slice of the pie but you know we're not uh ethereum size or axs is still only like 25th in market cap or something so we, we got a little yeah, ways every to
1: single go. time i check out Bitcoin coin market cap or coin gecko uh, and check AXS. It is like just shooting up there.
0: Uh, you tell yeah, no, I me, mean, man.
1: Yeah, I was recently chatting with someone on Twitter who was talking through, and uh, I think it was the environment episode when you posted about it. And they asked uh, if it was worth learning about Ethereum uh, development. I think this was an engineer uh, or going to another blockchain in the meantime. Uh, while you know proof of stake works proof of stake works its way out and uh, kind of the environmental impact of mm-hmm. um, of ethereum you know it does its thing and we can move past it. but um, I responded that like yes, I, I anticipate that this is a, a multi-blockchain world that we live in and like to your point, you live in the Ronin subset of that. Um, I live closer to the ethereum subset of that but I even think of like the ethereum, uh, subset as just more of an ecosystem. I think of uh, other blockchains like Avalanche, like uh, EVM-compatible blockchains, so uh, Avalanche, Polygon, Optimism, Arbitrum. Um, and I think over the next year, when uh, things like Connect roll out that can have uh, payment channels between those layer two networks, I think that gets us even closer to this like multi-blockchain future. Um, and so, like the more tendrils that kind of Meet uh, at the different blockchains. I, I imagine that, like, given the size of Ronin and the size of Axie and everything, there's going to be a lot of uh, of you know blockchains and just like interested parties that that want mm-hmm. to to bridge as much as possible. I know we had talked about this the one time, and I liked your take on it, which was that um, right now, given that Axie is its own, uh, it, it is a bit more on its own island, but like that's kind of okay for the use case. I think then in, in the short term that's totally true. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be as composable as DeFi is where, you know, you have all these different little Lego blocks that people are just connecting to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what what how do you see the long term of Ronin playing out in the ecosystem?
0: Well, remember that Ronin it it's like a clone of MetaMask and Ethereum mixed into one. So it's like a side right. chain and a wallet all in this very similar and uh, specifically compatible interface. Uh, that's a big advantage, right? You just change out the 0x and replace it with Ronin, all lowercase and a colon, and uh, that gives you like it, the exact same syntax in terms of interacting with the Ronin blockchain. So uh, that's really helpful on a development side. It's really compatible in terms of bridging with ETH and just being part of that ecosystem, sort of like you put it. So I agree. While I do think we're going to live in a multi-chain universe to, beyond just Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like when you look at Polygon, guess what? That's also an ETH clone, right? So you see this ecosystem that it extends beyond Ethereum. You know, if you're worried about the the environmental side, like. Go do some work on on Polygon, right? Go listen to the podcast where Vitalik is talking about Polygon, and um, I think that's what sold me on it, where the platform kind of has his blessing. He's like, I get it. You know, they they have an idea. Their whole value prop is that they need to go to market quick. They made some sacrifices that I don't know if I would have made, but I understand why they made them, and they have a thing that works, and that's cool. So they get to do stuff, and there's some experiments there, and it has some use cases, and you know, Ethereum is going to do what it's going to do when it's going to do it. I'm not worried about that. But in the meantime, it's cool when people do stuff that works and it looks like it's working. You know, look how much money's on there. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but I think that overall is like a pretty damn metered take and representative of that broader view that Ethereum is about an ecosystem. And if you have good intentions and you have a useful product and it's overall having a net benefit, uh, if it fits into that model of being a public good, I think play to earn also fits into that model. It's just this giant web of Ethereum and Ethereum adjacent applications that all work together in some way, even if it's a side chain that has a bridge. Uh, it's still still pretty damn cool. Um, I I think, I think f- that has a much better prospect than like the cardano model of coming up with your your own language that's way like how many product cycles are you behind that ecosystem I just described right yeah I mean cardano
1: I, I also put Solana in that bucket I know you were excited to talk about Solana one of these episodes now m- maybe that's the time I think the reason why so I I try, um, to map what we're seeing now in web three to the creation of the internet or the creation of, uh, really like any kind of like heavy network effect type industry. Um, and I try, I I wonder if like the Ethereum ecosystem itself, it's like this just conglomerate of like all these different blockchains that are all going to be more interconnected, um, more communication between them. Um, will that map out to being like the internet of blockchains where there's this like the Ethereum virtual machine, like the EVM um, compatible blockchains becomes like the equivalent of like longer term. um, It just like uh, has the the network effects to like kind of surpass everyone. Or is it a situation where it's more closely mapped to like a Microsoft, Apple, Google, where it's like, you know, Solana um maybe it's like starting to pick up in the NFT world and maybe it like pulls some of the use case uh for NFTs off of Ethereum while the the fees are really high and maybe that kind of like establishes its own niche um is this going to evolve in a way that like that we're going to have this big one sort of like language that everything speaks uh mm-hmm. or is it going to be a situation where there are these kind of more like semi competing um Uh, you know, equivalents to like a a Microsoft and an
0: Apple. I don't know. What? Um, What are your thoughts? Hearing you say that for some reason that makes me want to ask you this very weird question uh, about TPS, and it comes to mind because I had a conversation in Denver with uh, a whale in the crypto space uh, about early investment mistakes. I think I was joking about my Litecoin maneuvers and how I sold it in the bear market right before the bull run and could have made a bunch of money. And I I forget what his uh, specific anecdote was, but... um the question that I want to ask you is about TPS. And this came up recently when I was in uh, that, that event, uh, MCON in Denver, and I was talking to a whale about it. And we were talking about early investment follies. And I was talking about my anecdote was selling Litecoin in the bear market right before the bull run. And he had some other anecdote about, I forget, was it uh, Tezos or, or one EOS, of those? probably. Or uh, EOS, maybe. EOS. EOS, EOS. Yeah. One of those, and it's like I got sold on the TPS thing. You know, at the time I lost faith in Ethereum too. Like sort of similar logic to Bitcoin. Well, the Litecoin wants faster and easier, and to be fair, it was. So I invested in usability rather than, uh, you know, the silver to the gold, right? The classic. It's it's that kind of a thing. But he admitted like that's sort of a, a noob trap. You know, you're, you don't really understand that much and you hear about these scaling things and you think that all users are going to be practical and that this number really matters and like, yeah, it's 10 times faster than this one. And then you remember and realize, oh, yeah, the best technology doesn't always win. It's like this game of marketing and also this acceleration of adoption, especially with technology, having users and developers and an ecosystem in demand that creates this feedback loop of like trust and desire and word of mouth. And the more people that use it, the more all those things grow. And the more they grow, the more people want to use it. And this whole thing fucking explodes. And it doesn't really matter if the, the, the better technology on the back end uh, is superior because it doesn't have that, like, first mover, early adopter feedback loop. And you can see this in many examples. Like, Twitch was very much like that. In its early days, there were a lot of Twitch competitors, like Own3D and Justin whatever TV. else. And, you know, Justin one. TV was the predecessor to Twitch. So that one right. sort of doesn't yeah. doesn't quite count. But a lot of them were like, oh, we've got... It was the race to get video that was HTML5. Like, oh, dude, we got HTML5 video. It's so much more efficient, less bandwidth, less processor usage. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't matter you don't have the community you don't have twitch chat you don't have the emotes you don't have the like the sunk cost of subs you don't have the ecosystem nobody cares about the tech in that regard because it's too it's too small of a difference to suck the user base you got to go like to the next level you can't just meet the level and then go a little bit extra and just tune it up by like five percent that doesn't meet the the minimum requirement for for the adoption cost for like people want to stay where they are and where their friends are, right? Like, Dota versus League, it doesn't matter which one you like more in a vacuum, all things equal. If four of your friends play one of them, you're probably going to play that one also because it's more fun to just play with your friends and be a team of five than it is to play, like, the, quote, objectively better game in your opinion and in your gaming preference. So, um, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I think I have... I have... I, I wanted to bring up EOS next because um, that whole like transactions per second conversation, the, the the people that were really into EOS are now really into Solana. Like I, I remember <laughs> uh, I was at um, a convention, went to like a group dinner thing and uh, met a guy who was like really hard trying to sell me on EOS. And I was like, i i'm not i'm not gonna buy it like i'm not super into this idea um it was just very much like it recognized the scalability trilemma right so it recognized that mm-hmm. um you have like uh what is a decentralization um uh security now i gotta find it really quick
0: Get yeah same. I'm, I'm bad at memorizing stuff so yeah it's security scalability and decentralization
1: Yes. So they were totally fine, like, making the cut of saying, like, we care mostly about uh, security and scalability, and we are okay not being super decentralized. Um, And Solana's making a similar thing. I remember, like, ironically, when he was explaining EOS and how great it was, uh, one of the co-founders of Solana was, like, at the dinner. And, like, when he found out about that, he, like, gravitated real quickly toward just like getting to talk to this guy but I I I wonder if um like how much of the bull market really affects uh how how much let me let me rephrase that again how much of the things that we're seeing now in a bull market um will actually kind of persist past it because like this is what happened in the last market cycle eOS was like blowing up uh in in the sense that like, People uh, were building some, like, some sort of gaming applications on it. I don't know. Um, but then it really just, as soon as the market crashed, like, everybody flooded away from it because it just, like, didn't have that necessary network effects to kind of, like, keep the flywheel going and keep people around mm-hmm. when there was this other thing that, like, really had just been there from the very beginning. Um, and so I, I I do wonder... I. I I'm always open to trying new things. And I think when I decide like what, uh, blockchains are, are worth my time. Like it's not so much that, um, I don't think Solana will persist the, like I, I, so far it seems like Solana is doing better than EOS was, uh, in terms of like potentially being like something that persists through the next market cycle. No clue though. But, um, I I still haven't. It hasn't met my like internal math threshold for like uh, me wanting to go buy NFTs on it.
0: Um, maybe I will. Who knows? Like I, I. I mean, is there a number like what is like total value locked? I think is a good high think- level metric for some of like you look at how much money is on QuickSwap, for example. That's just one exchange. I mean, it's like the exchange on Polygon, right? But the numbers are big and. At a certain point, that does start to give me a little more confidence, right? Like, there's that weird market cycle of trust where it's like, well, shit. I mean, if if that's real, which it, it is because we can see it on the blockchain, I, I guess it, it should be real. And that's that's a lot of capital that's locked up here and pretty trusted. Okay. Yeah. This, this isn't kitty time shit. It's, I think that adds to the argument for its security, all things equal, right? Not definitively, yeah. but...
1: I think total value locked is a good way to go about it. And I don't know that I've like taken the actual time to think of it as like what will be the threshold where I pay more attention to a given blockchain. Uh, I mean, I think Binance smart chain, I felt similarly when uh DeFi summer was happening, a lot of the kind of more scammy, like quick pump and dump things were happening in Binance smart chain because it was just cheaper to use. Um, and I, I, I think it, uh, History doesn't always repeat but it definitely rhymes. I I I just wonder how much of uh how much I'll look back at Solana and be like I should have paid more attention or maybe it was just kind of another one of these like in the hottest mm. blockchain on the block doesn't actually end up sticking around too long. Who knows? That's yeah. what I I like to try to it's, speculate where I can it's... just
0: I, I agree with you because I think if you look at Axie a little bit retroactively, if you look at where it's at now, imagine if I had told you three years from now or three years ago in 2018, like, dude, the future for this game is gonna be making their own side chain. And this side chain is only gonna be for this game. And maybe it could be expanded to other games like in the future when it's done, but like it's it's just gonna be us because we're gonna need it. And people are gonna flock to play on our private blockchain. You'll be like, yeah, but what about like all the pain points to get there? Cause you gotta like onboard them into crypto and then you gotta like install this other thing, then you gotta bridge stuff to the sidechain and like how are you gonna don't worry about it, man. The game's gonna be so cool, <laughs> and the tokenomics are gonna to be so good that people are gonna to flock to this shit because it's gonna be the first intersection of where real tokenomics that hands the most of the money of the economy into the players and an actually fun strategic game mesh to realize value on the blockchain through the power of NFTs. In 2018, you'd be like, "Well, good luck with that, man." I mean, for what would you've said for real, like in that era of of blockchain, you know?
1: I I would have just said, like, if you're not going to build directly on Ethereum, then I don't know what you're doing, bud. And I, I would have been discounting the necessity of scale at this point in the cycle, right? Like, it that is kind of what Axie did, right? They did build directly on Ethereum and then grew off of it out of necessity. And yeah. I think that that progression was the necessary one for it to kind of, like, bootstrap uh, community legitimacy, I guess. Like people saw that as like, okay, right. maybe this sidechain thing. Uh, like if if you started there, or if um like if it were some other project that point. that didn't go through that pathway, it might not have necessarily kind of like garnered the trust of of the community. But I think in this case, like just knowing that it was like you are clearly valuing. Um, Credible neutrality By going to Ethereum And so you kind of like Agree with the underlying Assumptions of like Web3 Mm -hmm. is going to kind of take over I think that's why um, We've had such A hard time getting NFTs to start on Layer 2s I think uh, that's like There's just enough of a mental leap For the community to like uh, Oh it's easier to go start on Solana and, and like post an NFT here than it is to like wait for you know arbitrum adoption to begin bootstrapping Mm -hmm. i think it's this like weird math that we all try to do in our heads but i think actually kind of went about it in just the the right way
0: well so I, i think you and i i forget if we spoke about this off camera sometime but for folks that are in the camp like yourself that have been around blockchain for a lot longer you're more skeptical of side chains in general because relative to your history, you've seen a lot of big talk and a lot of things come and go. So like your expected value proposition based on your anecdotal experience is very much like, dude, like 90% of sidechains fail. So yeah, sure. If you think you're that 10% that's worth investing in, like, all right, that's a small target, bud. So yeah, you got to really get it right. That That is a, a like overall in aggregate, if you look at just crypto projects, that's probably pretty fair cynicism and criticism. Um, but in the case of Axie, I think the part that's underestimated again, is that it is a pretty fun game. And that if you crack the code and onboarding new users into the ecosystem and make that process fun. Like you you gamify this economic aspect of learning about blockchain and setting up a wallet and getting access to other NFTs and other tokens. Um, Those people are blockchain agnostic. All they care about really it, like they care about security above that like minimum threshold of is my shit safe beyond that they don't really prioritize decentralization they care more about usability and scalability Can all my friends play and can we all use it and can we handle the growth and um, yeah so like I get your perspective, but I also totally get that new user perspective where they go well why the why would I want to use ethereum and pay for gas fees when I can use, Ronin, it's literally free. You get 100 free transactions per day on Ronin. So it's like, to a new user, they they don't even have the context to understand the back end of why Ethereum is is still a value prop for like most power users, right? The people that have fucking Genesis Kongs. You know, I have floors at 200 ETH now. (laughs) You missed out on that one, Bozo. Yeah. Nice nice investing. Yeah, good
1: one. Yeah, I I mean, watching... Like, we talked about some of the early, um like, JPEG summer things that were popping off. Watching, like, every single one of those on Twitter was, like, watching a train go by and then being like, oh, crap, I guess I should have jumped on that one. And then watching another one go by and being like, what? How did the... This... Why is this happening? And then, like, a- another 10 of them go by and you're like, I don't understand what's happening. And I am, like, in the space... <laughs> nonstop. Uh and then like it, it starts to just sink in like, okay, I had assumptions around like, you know, NFTs being great for um like you start out on the boring stuff, like, you know, uh you could use some sort of a an NFT for like Uniswap v3 does where it's like, oh cool, financial applications where you can like input data. Uh and then like domain names. So ENS like NFTs are cool for that. And then like gaming to a general sense. Um but then like when the JPEGs hit, I-, I was like, I don't know how to I don't know how to how to wrap my head around it. But I think eventually it started to make sense that in the same way that Bitcoin is just a meme and it's just a um <laughs> a, a, <laughs> like a store of value meme that um yeah. like you're you're I think JPEG Summer and, and just like the idea of buying JPEGs, um it just it's like people trying to uh, identify which memes they think will be valuable and, uh, like, be able to stand the test of time. Something like uh, the Shiba, not not Shiba coins. Um, the original Doge meme image was recently broken apart uh, and, like, fractionalized as an NFT. Like, mm-hmm. I, I understand that now more than... I would be, really understand like the Dogecoin meme. Like, yes, these are both currencies that are like based on a, an image of a dog from Japan from like, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago or something. Um, but they they came into the universe in slightly different ways. Um, and I I think just like, I don't know, watching watching all this happen, it's. It it hurts my brain sometimes, but always in a good
0: way. See, but what blows Um, my mind about people like you, Kevin? All right, I don't I don't know how big your bags are. All right, but I know that you've been in blockchain like anybody that's been in from like 2015 or or like earlier. Like you've 17 for me. Okay, 17. Still, you've probably bought some shit that's done okay. All right, you've probably got some (laughs) Ethereum's laying around. So like for some of these projects, like. Why? Why didn't you just gamble on like some like half ETH minting or like, like? All right, one train goes by, another train goes by. But like, for someone in your position, isn't it worth it just to ape into some of these at one ETH that are? Yeah, I know it's a gamble, and like some of them are going to go bust. But at what point? Like, I I think you're more conservative than I am. I so I'm just I, asking I you just gonna say that. about like, that I psychology think- of like, how do you resist the urge to not just. Hop aboard some of these fucking trains, dude. Just live a little. Just jump in. Just pull the <laughs> lever, man. Uh, I think
1: that's it. Like, I think I am just generally a little more conservative. Like, I I do yeah. some stuff for fun, uh, <laughs> and, and like
0: I sometimes <laughs> have fun.
1: I sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but like, for the most part, I just I I'm, hip. I'm cool. I'm a little. I I try to be like a conviction investor and I think yeah. it's hard to do that 100% of the time. So you're better space. than me.
0: That's what you're saying. You you only invest with conviction <laughs> I'm trying and I'm an ape. That's what you're yes, saying. you're right just now? you're just an ape. No, okay. no.
1: I you saw in the Discord the one day I I bought that little uh random number n project one. Oh, yeah. Pulled the lever on it. I was I went full degen. I was like watching the price go up. I'm like damn it, like it FOMO is actually going to happen. No oh yeah. no. uh floor like cut in half but <laughs> even the um even just like that experience of it i think that like opened me up a little bit more uh to just like be more risky and then i i started poking around with the um
0: it does sedona
1: nft ways. yeah uh, but it was it was Fine. Like going into it, kind of knowing that I'm totally open to losing that amount of money is fine. The Kia Sedona NFT meme, that was another recently uh, one I started to poke around with. And then, I mean, you got to think,
0: right? Let's say I come back to Jersey and we go to Atlantic City for a night or a weekend. Yeah. You're definitely going to put a hundred bucks on the table at some point for blackjack or roulette or some dumb shit. You know, we're going to have a little bit of fun. And I know there's most NFTs are more than like a hundred bucks or something, and it is different, but still. I, I draw those comparisons. I mean, I don't know. Sports betting is legal in Colorado, so I, I get down sometimes. I, I like putting a couple bucks on the old pig skin. You know, it's a good, it's a good way to spend a Sunday.
1: It's definitely one of those things, though, <laughs> that uh, takes a certain change in mentality. I remember when I bought my first... Uh, phone application, like smartphone application, oh, uh, because yeah. prior to that, I was only doing like the free versions of everything, and then I finally got to one where I was like, "Damn, like oh, this costs two dollars, like I, I really want it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna splurge, like I'm gonna do it." And then as soon as I did it, I was like, "Why, why have I been fighting this for so long? <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, this is something that's gonna give me value. Uh, like I, I should just change my mentality about it." So I think over time, mm-hmm. similar in the NFT space. Uh, I'm I'm more open to changing my mentality. About I think it. But that's yeah, I'm,
0: part of why yeah. you and I always got along, even like before we were like really friends, but we were just like acquaintances and classes and university and stuff. Was, I was like that in college where I was very, very cost conscious in every regard. Like I would go to Wendy's and buy like just the burger, no fries, no drink, cause they were marked up too much. You know, I was always looking, to, you know, go to Atlantic City, have two long islands and that's it. Because you know beers overpriced and Long Island's are the best dollar value, per alcohol dollar per, value. Yeah. You know, like you're always looking for the edge and uh, you know the art of getting a good deal. Ah, man, I love it. It feels good. Anyway, yeah, I, uh, it's, yeah.
1: I mean, I I I feel good though too, knowing <laughs> when 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 I experience something that like does do decently well. I bought my little <laughs> robot NFT. Yeah. Uh, never gonna sell that little bad boy, but it. Uh, the floor of it, I think I bought it at like 0. 0.8 ETH, and the floor last time I checked was like seven ETH or something. So I was all like, right. all right. So this is like, um,
0: listen, classic. This mis- is what winning in, feels like, like. Noob investor mistake. Next time, buy two yeah. robots because you all know right. the robots awesome, and you buy a robot you like, and you buy a robot that you go, hey, is robots okay? And you got the one that nobody yeah. touches, and you got the other one that you you, you know you sell it. Yeah, you take the all 10x right. exit. I
1: think I'm stuck with the one that no yeah. one's going to touch, well, and I don't.
0: I don't want to sell them. That's so. that's a lot of my collector's axes. I started picking up a couple duplicates, and that's why I spent all my AXS because I was like, all right, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to buy. Like, I love my Mystic, but it doesn't matter what that thing's worth because nobody's touching my Mystic.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. It like I think that's the component that people from the outside may not anticipate people that don't actually go fall down this rabbit hole and like buy a JPEG mm-hmm. they won't appreciate the um the kind of like social consensus thing that happens where it's like you start to get attached to it and and you know that like other people have their axes that they're kind of attached to and it starts to kind of become part of you. And uh maybe like it's a little JPEG of a robot right now, but who's to say down the road uh maybe we'll, we'll see some like animated versions of of robots yeah. uh, or you know in axes. i think that's a little more realistic like uh yeah it this is this could be i'm
0: going to go into decentraland and my axes are going to follow me around like a pack of wild dogs and it's going to be awesome and dummies like you that don't have axes are going to be like damn that running integrations awesome
1: Axes, yeah. You, imagine, imagine you hitting the server and just exploding Dude, with like 100 axes behind you're you. You're
0: one of these people that fits into the category that I've recently been trying to figure out how to sell... And mass. And you're the kind of guy where you collect some things, you certainly have the disposable income to buy a collector's Axie, even like a cheap one, like a, 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 an entry level Frosty or like a, a one or two part Japanese Axie, like a one ETH two part Japanese Axie, right? It's a great entry point. That's something that's pretty rare, right? There's like maybe 800 of them or 1200 of them or something. Um, never gonna be made again. And you're not going to battle, right? I know you're not going to play Axie. You're not going to grind SLPs. and That's fine, right? That's not for everyone. I don't really grind SLP either, right? I have some arena teams, but I'm not in the arena every day. I'm busy doing other stuff. But you could have that one Axie. you You could have that one ETH investment, have that skin in the game, get that one tweet out there. That'll be your first tweet to get 300 retweets of like, this is my Axie. I'm Kevin, and nobody's touching this Axie. I feel that, could, like, that could be you.
1: I feel like you had it in the cards. As soon as you reached out to me and you're like, yo, do you want to start a crypto podcast? Somewhere in the back of your head, you were like, this is going to be my master plan. And by <laughs> episode 24, I'm going to get him to buy this... <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, mystic axi. it's well, a mystic. That's like a 30 ETH floor. It's a great, that, yeah, that no, is I'm a great a, investment. Watch you, that one from the sideline. You really should. I think that would be the smartest decision of your life is to pick up a mystic right now. In five years, when you're at my wedding, you're going to be like, you know, Zayori. you're right. Now that mystics are 500 ETH a pop, I really wish I'd bought one when it was 30, when I could have you were so you remember, right.
1: All right, none of this is financial advice. No,
0: no, it's not. This is a, a five-year is- five trajectory of what Kevin should be doing because this is the real thing. Mystics, I think, will become like a badge of honor in the community as we get closer to these like Web3 integrations and like NFTs in profile pictures. You think about these profile picture collections, most of them are 10,000, right? There's only like 1,400 Mystics or 1,800 yeah. Mystics. So they're more rare than these other things. And in terms of being that badge, like my scholarship is branded after the mystic. You know, that whole thing is like her name is Soraya and our scholarship are Sorayans, dude. They're fucking mermaids. Soraya Love means it. mermaid in Portuguese. You know, she's an aqua. Love it's a it. whole whole branded thing, right? So like these mystics are, are rare enough and iconic enough that if the Axie universe continues to scale and hits like a few more exponential growth spurts, they they really are gonna be this super rare precious resource that um, I think are are worth that kind of that kind of iconic branding. You know, it's more than just a a fancy NFT. It's like, damn, dude, she's got a little personality. She's spicy. She's the the leader of our little group. I don't know. I dude.
1: I, I always liken mystics to. Um in Pokemon, just the legendaries and, you know, seeing people walk by. Did you ever get a chance to play a uh, MMO? It was a...
0: No, that sounds awesome. Someone
1: though. someone took the ROMs uh, and overlaid multiplayer on top of, like, the regular Pokemon. Uh, and so you could, like, basically walk around, play Pokemon Red or, uh, like, at the, I think they copied over some of the later ones, but, like, the, the regular two, uh, 2D Adventure Pokemons. And you would see uh, other people running around. And so you, they'd have their little Pokemons behind them. Oh, that's them, cool. Um, behind them. But yes, I, I always liken them to people wandering around with like their legendaries. And everyone kind of like looking and, oh my exactly. god, that guy has the only one you of do. this Pokemon that exists on the server. That's
0: what it will be like on land. You got to have those uh, real fancy ones. You know, like the triple part Japanese one I bought. There's only two axes that exist with that combination of triple parts. That's pretty cool, dude. That's like uh, exactly. that's a special little thing. So I'm just saying, you could be part of the Axie community by just having one Axie and not really playing and just being like, yeah, I got an Axie. And when you show up at NFT NYC and they're like, well, let me see it, you can show it off. Be like, yeah, it's a two part Japanese. It's pretty cool. You know, I think the floor on those is going to go up pretty big. Yeah, I'm You know, you could pretend to be an Axie guy just like that with one collector's Axie. Boom, you're in the club. And uh, you're a card-carrying member. That's all I'm saying. It don't I think a lot of people conflate it with, like, I don't want to play some stupid card game. It's like, that's cool, man. I get it. Not everybody likes card games. Not everybody likes games in general. But Axie is a universe, man. You got to... It's a universe. You got to think about the future of the universe. And the nature of blockchain is that the universe might get progressively more expensive, bud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... Uh, so I... I'm on board with everything you said. I think last episode I was like, oh my God, let's go buy an Axie before this weekend. I didn't get to it. I know. Uh, I'm on board. That's fine. Uh, The the one thing that I see a lot, and I'm not necessarily saying that this will be the case about Axie because I genuinely don't know. Hit me with it, dude.
0: Hit me with the criticism. uh, Give me the good fun.
1: Yeah, the comparisons of like, this is like there are X many of a thing and if you compare that to how many punks there are, like this is more rare and therefore uh, this is like the hidden j- diamond in the rough. Um, I, I, I see it to some, like I see it in the case of Axie, like th- there is this entire roadmap of functionality and like plan and land gameplay and like stuff that's kind of being built. Um, and that kind of gets me excited about it. When it comes to profile picture JPEGs, that's where I, I kind of start to draw the line where I'm like, okay, a punk versus a whatever, uh, a an ape, winter, uh, yeah, an ape, or what was the new one like, winter bears or, or something? Yeah, like, the
0: seals, you gonna join the uwu crew, bro? Uh,
1: yeah, everyone's been talking about the uwu crew lately. I don't know, I don't like, I bought three of them. Okay, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I just need to like do some more. The uwu
0: crew is pretty cheap, dude. Floor is like 0.15 or 0.2, just like, buy one. Like, what do you? Come on, dog. Just just live a little. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You know, you play Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons, play some hacky sack, that's drink true. a beer, and then get to bed early. I do. I have my little Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons, uh, a little dice tower. Okay. What well, one of, yeah. not to derail you here? Maybe one of the last points. I don't want to go on too long, but I do. You think there's any merit to the the, the digital pet thing? Because I had a conversation with an investor this morning that was talking about one of the bullish aspects that is part of their thesis is this idea of like younger generations, more digital nomad mentality. Pets are harder, expensive, whatever. Digital pets are easy to take care of. They're not the same, but they're on that spectrum. You have a pet. I know you care for him very much. Do you see any of that crossover at all? Do you think I'm crazy that I keep a tab open on my laptop with my Mystic? And sometimes when I'm feeling blue, I just tab over and go, oh, there she is.
1: I'm here for it. Now, I, 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 you don't have to sell me on digital pets. Like, I love okay. my Tamagotchi. Uh, recently, the founder of Loot did a thing called We're All Gonna Make It Gachi or Wamagotchi or something. Uh, and it was like a group uh, virtual pet where everyone in the Ethereum lands had to feed it and then it eventually died, okay. which is pretty sad. Rest in peace. Well, that is, but yeah. yes, I, I, I like, I like the, the premise of, you know, you've got your little digital friend.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, I'm glad because I do think that's... I think it's more subconscious than people realize, but it's an it's a factor. It's it's one more thing vying for Axie that, uh, that you know they're they feel animal like and they definitely feel like little pets and little companions, and that's part of part of the collector's appeal, I think for sure. Um, yeah. I do agree with you. That I don't think it's one to one in terms of the numbers of Mystics, but I think it's like worth thinking about those comparables and trying to judge if there's a gap there, and thinking about like if Axie were still on Ethereum what would mystics be worth compared to them all being on ronin instead right i think that does yeah. that does shift the economics a little bit i i we could argue about the degree all day but uh, it definitely has some kind of an impact i think
1: yeah i definitely i, I can imagine just like being able to do things for free is going to totally change the economy um yeah i mean i think the a, a similar uh like design decision that I'm I am anticipating uh will be around uh loot for adventurers. There was the 8,000 pieces of loot that w- went out uh when it first started. Uh and then there was like a bunch of other clones, forks of loot. There was like Blute with a B and uh M uh, more loot was the one that um the same guy made afterwards to just like here's a bunch more so people can actually play this whenever it's a real thing and then there's so i think of it as kind of like these tiers of like you're real cool if you've got a regular loot you're kind of cool if you got a more loot and then there was the final one was synthetic loot which is just like literally any ethereum address like you can just go click a button and it'll see what loot you have on that so I think axes. You you probably have a similar design like structure decision that you have to make when you're trying to figure out like how many of a given type of axie you're gonna create in the ecosystem.
0: I mean, luckily that's like kind of done. All these collectors yeah. things. That's because these were made like breeding events back when the game wasn't very popular. So that was a great way to calibrate it. We haven't done a breeding event in a while. The the mystics are all part of the origins that. There's still some of those tokens that can be rolled, but I think Sky Mavis owns most of them. And like, there's only going to be, I think at most, probably like five more Mystics ever rolled, something like that. Maybe 10 if you rolled all of the tokens. Because you have to burn five of the, is it Axie Origin coin, AOC? You have to burn five of them to roll an Origin Axie, and an Origin Axie has like a 30% chance to have any Mystic parts. It could have multiple, but that's like crazy rare. And there's technically it's possible for there to be a six part mystic and we only have four part mystics. Nobody's even rolled a five part. So, uh, yeah. So technically there will be a few more, but not, not a lot. Um, but yeah, so that that's the control is that like, there's just, there's no more of that shit. Those are relics of the past before the game was popular and that's what makes them cool collector's items. It's genius, bud. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, all think right, that's a good well, place to leave it. Yeah, sorry to uh, hijack the episode to talk about axes <laughs> so much, but it's on the forefront of my brain, dude. So uh, you All know, good. it's bound to happen. Zero Game X Spy, episodes,
1: buddy. zero X episodes will just be defined by you trying to get me to buy axes. Yeah, that's, well, that's fine with me.
0: You know, just wait. I. uh... I had my artist friend pick up. Uh, same argument, right? He was the guy that he was holding a bunch of Cardano. I got him to sell 70% of it to buy Ethereum, AXS, and some starter axes. Uh, and he's the guy. I, did I, I did I say this before? Or he's a quadriplegic, so he's a mouth painter. You did talk and, about this in one of them. Yeah, he bought the axes with the little mouth that looked like the toothpick thing, so it kind of looks like a paintbrush. Oh. Uh, yeah a little anecdote I think you didn't mention. That's I recommended cool. a couple and he bought all three of them, and it's just like, all right, I mean, that is technically a team. They're shitty in battle, but he bought like three collectors axes because they kind of like identify with his thing. It's like you tweet that it's like, boo, that's a that's an easy hundred retweets right there, you know e- easy content. Yeah. so I got your back but. But uh, no, but it's uh, it's a pleasure, uh, as you mentioned before though. Uh, never financial advice, of course, be responsible with your money and your investments. It's always tempting, but uh, yeah, don't spend more than you're willing to lose. I think that's a, a great rule of thumb. Kevin, my lad, it's always a pleasure. Uh, make sure you check out the last episode that we did uh, in the numeric series here, episode 19, the environmental one. It's a great one. It's a good one to link to your friends, to link to the futters. We talk about a lot of the, uh, the headlines, I guess, around the environmental con- uh, concerns and criticisms, tried to make it digestible and snappy. So do it to it, you rascals. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.